Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Rishi Sunak is shocked. Shocked, I tell you, about these revelations about the Tory peer, Michelle Moan. Let's just have a little listen to what he had to say. Mr Speaker, let me say, like everyone else, I was absolutely shocked to read about the allegations. It's absolutely right. It's, it's, absolute, it's absolutely right that she is no longer attending the House of Lords and therefore no longer has the Conservative whip. Again, the one thing we know about the Honourable Gentleman, he is a lawyer, he should know there's a process in place. It's right that that process concludes. I hope that it's resolved promptly. But I say one thing, Mr Speaker, because he, he, I tell him, he, he mentioned, I tell him what is weak. I tell him what is weak is not being able to... I tell him... And that's not being able to stand up to people. Just, I know he's taken some advice from Gordon Brown lately. Why doesn't, why doesn't he listen to a former minister in Gordon Brown's government who just said, why does the Labour Party refuse to stand up for workers in businesses like pubs and restaurants who will lose business as a result of the train strikes? Labour should stand up for working people. If he's strong, that's what he should do. Mm. Reminds me a little bit of Larry Davis fainting quite dramatically in Kirby Enthusiasm. Now... But of course, of course, he started deflecting by going on about workers going on strike. Workers driven to go on strike because the government interfered to stop a deal being reached between train workers and the train operating companies because they don't want to settle the dispute. Instead, what they want to do is crush Mick Lynch's RMT union to make an example of them. And because they don't want to pay a proper wage to the nurses who they've subjected to an 8% on average pay decrease since they came to power in 2010. Yeah, the nurses who carry this country through national catastrophe at great cost and great sacrifice. But they got their claps from Tory ministers, so maybe they should be a bit more grateful and stop their whinging, bloody fat cat nurses. Now, as Sunak says, there is a process going on. Fine. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty, and I accept that. And, you know, as a journalist, you should just look at the allegations as they are, let a process take place, let the journalists who are focusing on this, the Guardian, brilliant Guardian journalist, not least David Conn, who's brought the Michelle Moan scandal to light, let's see what else they've got to reveal. But what we do know, of course, is Michelle Moan as a Tory peer. We know that the documents revealed by the Guardian suggest she ended up with nearly 29 million quid. You shouldn't laugh, but in the bank accounts of both herself and her children. Um, Profits, which the documents suggest, come from a PP business, PPE MedPro, which didn't exist as a company when the pandemic began, incidentally. It was awarded a £200 million government contract. Nice money if you can get it. Now, the evidence seems to suggest that the Guardian have uncovered that she lobbied ministers to use PPE MedPro, which, as I said, existed after the pandemic began. But because the Tories, you see, didn't adequately prepare for the pandemic, so in January, as according to Matt Hancock, by January he's been warned by top 
uh, top, I think it was the chief scientific officer, officer or medical officer. Anyway, he was told by one of those two, Mick Quitty or Patrick Valance, uh, that up to 800,000 people could die in the coming pandemic. I think they should have thought then maybe we should sort the PP out. They didn't. Um, so because of that, we had a massive shortage, of course, of PP, as you remember, not least for frontline staff when COVID kicked off. Now, that means ample profits to be made. Government that's desperate because of its own stupidity. Um, and because the government deemed the situation to be so desperate, they were willing, of course, to pay through the nose above normal prices. So, you know, lots of lucrative potential contracts for those bidding PPE entrepreneurs. Now, this meant a so-called VIP lane was set up essentially for, you know, MPs, ministers and senior officials to refer anyone who could get PPE to help Britain. Obviously, that that is going to be weighted towards those who are well-connected to Conservative politicians. So PPE MedPro went from not existing uh, to getting a massive whack of government money um, to supply sterile gowns and masks. There was a bit of a hiccup. Um, those gowns got rejected by the Department of Health uh, as not fit for use, although there is now an ongoing dispute between the Department of Health and PP MedPro. PP MedPro rejects the Department of Health's suggestions and say they are fit for purpose. Anyway, that's what the Department of Health decided. Uh, and obviously there's an appeal going on all the rest of it. Now, as the Guardian's coverage has found, two of PPE Medpro's directors are linked to a firm run by Moan's husband. But the argument of Moan and her husband, important to be very clear um, about their defence, is that neither of them are connected to PPE Medpro at all. Thing is, her lawyers originally said she didn't originally benefit, not she didn't benefit, um, but now they're saying she's under no duty to comment and can't do so for a number of reasons. So she said she didn't financially benefit and she wasn't linked to PP MedPro, but something a bit of a change of statement there. I should also say that a lawyer for Barrowman and PP MedPro said there is much inaccuracy in the portrayal of the alleged facts, facts in inverted quotes, and a number of them are completely wrong. Um, she originally said she didn't play any role in getting PP MedPro the contract, but a Freedom of Information request... Uh, suggests otherwise. Uh, leaked email suggesting she lobbied a minister in the Lords. Um, the Sunday Times suggested she tried to bully and hector Michael Gove, who allegedly called her a pain in the ass as a consequence. Um, Freaky language, Michael. Uh, and Michael Hancock's diaries describe an extraordinarily aggressive email from her regarding a company she was helping and so on. Now, should be very clear, this is all thanks to this brilliant reporting by uh, David Conn. David Conn's done brilliant reporting on a whole range of things, for example, on Hillsborough. Um, just a very good journalist. Th this story will run and run, as will the investigation. Uh, there is a wider point I wanted to make about how the state works. You see, we get all these lectures all the time, don't we, about capitalism and plucky entrepreneurs standing on their own two feet, creating prosperity through the hard graft and effort. And it's contrasted often with benefit claimants who are vilified for their dependency on the state. Now, we don't know yet the full story about Michelle Moan. And however powerless or powerful you are in this country, you are entitled to a defence. We just know what the evidence says um, at the moment. But what I would say is, when we look at the PP contracts in general and what happened during that crisis, is state dependency is a is a very much a feature, not a bug, of modern capitalism. Um, there's so many different examples. I, I bring up the rail companies as, as one example, given we're going through these rail strikes at the moment. Now, w these rail companies receive far more subsidies than British Rail did from the state when it was 
publicly owned. So you've got this massive increase in state subsidy for privatised rail. Their profit margins are dependent on state support. That's that that's your free market capitalism, is, is it, in, in, in all its glory. And, and obviously what's, you know, because they want to give dividends to shareholders, so you end up um, with more people using the rail because of changing economy, things like people working longer distances or more people going to university, lots of different reasons, uh, people travelling more, um, and... And so, but they don't invest in increasing rolling stock, so you just get more overcrowded trains and overcrowding goes up. Um, now, when I wrote The Establishment in 2014, oh, book plug, it's years, years old now, I don't think that really qualifies. But I discovered at the time that around half, I, I mean, I didn't, I, during my research, I, I found this, that around half of security firm G4S's profits came from the state. So, one, you know, I, at the moment I give this example. The reason I give this example is there's been a big furore about Keir Starmer. So Keir Starmer, the leader of the opposition, um, that passionate, plucky, consistent fighter for his principles, who uh, has really stayed honest to his word, a former human rights lawyer who's calling for, uh, who, who who said he's open to asylum seekers being tagged, treating them like criminals and animals, frankly. Um, and I, I bring up this example because. Take G4S, they ended up getting fined £44 million in 2020 by the Serious Fraud Office because they overcharged the government for attacking offenders. Some of those offenders, as it turned out, who they claimed they were attacking were actually dead. Yeah, I mean, it's just another example, isn't it, of just companies which are taking the mick, taking the mick aren't they? Um, I mean, in the PPE debacle, you had other companies which got lots of money, but what they offered was 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 often not usable or in some cases wasn't now g4s were also um put in charge of uh being the the provider of security services uh for the olympics uh back in 2012 um and this was another scandal because what <laughs> their fee that they uh, they kept asking from the state kept going up um which was a problem at the time in, in of itself uh, but then on the eve of the games, they announced they couldn't provide the the right numbers of personnel. So who had to step in? Well, the states, three, th- three and a half thousand soldiers, as it turned out. The Defence Secretary, Philip Hammond, then Defence Secretary, said, um, I came into the Ministry of Defence with the prejudice that we have to look at the way the private sector does things to know how we should do things in government. But the story of G4S and the military rescue is quite informative. No kidding. Again, it's this example of just, you know, the state being used as this fountain of money for private companies with often pretty dubious results. When when I wrote that book, I'd like to see the updated figures. It was the National Audit Office found that half of public sector spending on goods and services went to private contractors. And, you know, we can see it across the National Health Service, of course. It's, again, under New Labour you had it, but it increased under the Conservatives. The argument that increasing market forces and private sector involvement in the NHS makes it more efficient isn't true because you end up with more managers, in fact, a doubling of the managerial cast uh, to oversee complicated private contracts. Um, you can see it in private prisons. I mean, you can just see it across the board. Private companies and individuals who make a packet, uh, not because they're standing on their own two feet and they're coming up with these great innovative ideas, but because they're just getting taxpayers' money. <laughs> Now, you get, in modern Britain, state largesse for the rich, while state support for those who are struggling is stripped away. What is that? Well, it's socialism for the rich, and it's capitalism for everybody else. And that is what so-called free market capitalism 
the con that it actually is, how it actually manifests itself in practice. We will find out the truth, of course, about Michelle Known and those PPE contracts more broadly. But I think that wider point of the scandal, which goes beyond Toryism, because it happened in New Labour as well, but of an economic system, of a state system, which treats the public realm as a cash cow for private individuals and companies to make a packet. I think that's something we need to explore a lot more. Please like, subscribe, support us on patreon.com forward slash I'll see you next time.